0: everybody, welcome back to another uh, episode of Co-Wars on When Words Male Music Speaks Podcast, where we fight depression with the power of music. Uh, in our episode of 178, you can go back on the back catalog, and uh, we talked with Sharon Glassman of Smile Songs. Uh, she agreed with us kindly about doing this uh, Co-Wars with us. So, hey Sharon, how are you doing?
1: James are doing great. i I've, I've been so excited about this all week. I cannot uh, begin to tell you. I love this song so much, and the things that you're finding out about it are so exciting for me. It's like having a best friend meet a best friend as a party. Right, <laughs> right. Great. Well, see, um, when you
0: when you mentioned this song, I'm like, I think I know that song, but I don't know. I I don't know if I remember it. So I went back because um, you uh, you and I had a. Had not an argument, but a but a but a talking through about uh, who did it first, and uh, I you thought it was Red Wing, and it, it was funny because the because the website that you sent me about the you know how Red Wing did it, if you scroll down to the bottom, it shows you who did it first, who 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 recorded it first, and I found out that it was Johnny Darrell. Okay. Um, yeah. So. Uh, for, uh, first, I'm going to tell you about them. Uh, you know, just in case our listeners have never heard of them, uh, just great because it's you know, I mean, that's why I love this podcast. Is I get to, I get to hear new music from people who I never heard of, and um, hopefully, uh, my our listeners can can uh, uh get more um get more of a like a detailed information about some somebody that they never heard of, you know, so. Okay, so Johnny Darrell was born July 23rd, 1940, and died October 7th, uh, 1997. He was an American country m- music artist, uh, was born in Hopewell, Alabama, but grew up in, in uh, uh, Margarita, Georgia. Okay, how well, I hope the guy don't say that right. After a stint, uh in the army, uh, he moved to Nashville and began managing a Holiday Inn near Music Row when he, do, he, when he was discovered by uh, Kessel Hurst, Hurston, a producer working for United Artists on the recommendation of Bobby Bear. In his recording career, Darrell established a trend of introducing lyrical adventures so, songs that later uh, became major hits for other artists. So he well he sang and he wrote other songs for other artists um but this is strange because then I found out that Mickey Newberry I'm not sure if you know of that name but uh, he wrote this song uh, and I guess Johnny Daryl recorded it after he he, uh, he uh, wrote it for him and then uh, Mickey I, I guess Mickey thought it was an awesome version that he did so he recorded on. Uh, Mickey's album, because he was an artist, too. Um, And you can find his version on the album called Heaven Help the Child. So, uh, but before we get uh, to the song, um, can you tell us why you picked this song? Because I asked you to pick any song you wanted to, and you came up with this one. Can you tell us why?
1: Sure. So this song every version that i hear i recently heard a, a version playing on serious bluegrass uh, channel driving home from a bluegrass festival with my husband and every time i heard this song it was the version i hadn't heard right it makes me jump up and scream i love this song like every time i hear it and there's kind of a funny story that goes with it when i moved from brooklyn to colorado and was really just becoming uh familiar with country music and falling in love with it i was In a band with a friend, and she and her bandmates have put out an EP. Right, and so I listened to the EP, and I said, "Wow, the song of yours I really love is this song." Thinking they had written it, yeah. And they all like had a good giggle. They were like, (laughs) "Oh, you've got really good taste because we didn't write that. It was actually this." So it has history for me personally. It keeps popping up in my life. I was at a bluegrass jam. an all women's bluegrass jam this Sunday and somebody pulled it out and played it. I'm going to be playing it this Sunday with my best friend nice. up in the mountains. So it's just this song that keeps coming around and every time it does it, it brings a whole load of happiness. Hey
0: man, it's a good song. It's a very, very down earth song. I love it. I love it a lot too. So, um, what's the, what's the song we're talking about? The song we can is, say, it. We can say yeah, it. yeah. The song is called, why you Been gone so long? Yes. Yes. So, Okay, so a little bit of information about the this, about this song. I didn't find a lot of image information, so if you can help us, that would be great if, if, if you know anything about it too. Uh, why, you've been, why you've been gone so long is, is Newberry's second most recorded composition, which is Mickey Newberry. Uh, it has been recorded by Carl Perkins, Gene Parsons, Clarence White, Chris Hillman, Tony Rice, which is the one of the artists we're going to um, be reviewing today. Johnny Darrell, which is the first one who ever recorded this. And David Allen Coe, which is, I guess he's the most famous person that recorded this song. Uh, among others, no. Culture.
1: Sorry, I'm going <laughs> to raise my hand
0: for the women. Don't uh, forget yes, Jake yes, yeah, that's, the, that's the person we're going to review first in this, in this awesome this Austin wars. And this song has been recorded thirty. Five or thirty-two times so far, so it's it's recorded a lot. Yeah. Uh. So uh, this song is being recorded by Jesse Coulter, which which, which is uh Sharon's favorite which, favorite um artist right now. Uh, appeared on the 19, 1976 RCA compilation Wanted the Outlaws, and performed as a duet by Jerry Lee Lewis and Dolly Parton on Parton's TV show. So, I um I don't know if you have any other information that you want to enlighten us with, or is it um, so? Is that I, I pretty think much... you got it. Um, okay.
1: Sorry, I got a little bit. Of, it's windy here, so I got a little pollen coming in through the oh, windows. So yeah. yeah. A
0: one-minute cough.
1: Yeah. <coughs> sorry, everybody. All uh, right, fine. Spring, spring is not my friend, but um, if you'd like to nerd out a little bit, the Tony Rice version has like a superstar, at least one on YouTube. Uh, it's a 2008 live recording, is a like super band of bluegrass players. It has Sam Bush on uh, mandolin, Jerry Douglas on Dobro. I'm trying to remember who else, but basically, I, I could go on all day, but this song kind of invites stars to cover it. I think makes stars out of people who play it. Yeah, um, right, right. And it's just, it's it's one of those great like it's supposedly sad but it seems really happy. It's what I, I love that kind of contrast.
0: Right. Yeah. That's always. That's, that's good. my two cents. It's always
1: at a cost. Right. All right. Yeah.
0: But I, I mean, I'm with you on the pollen because I because I came down with something like like two weeks ago, and I swear that I'm allergic to pollen now. I I, I never was, but something just happened and I got sick. I don't know why. So I, so I understand you about the pollen. So thank you. But uh, let's talk about Jesse Coulter for a minute. Uh, So, Miriam Johnson, uh, born May 25th, 1943, known professionally as Jesse Coulter, is an American country artist, music artist, who is best known for her collaborations with her husband, country singer and songwriter, Waylon Jennings. All right. Uh, and And for her 1975 country pop crossover, I'm not Lisa. Coulter uh, was one of the few female artists to emerge from the mid 1970s outlaw country movement. After meeting Jennings, Coulter uh, pursued a career in country music, releasing her first studio LP in 1970, A Country Star is Born. Uh, five years later, though, Coulter signed with Cap- with Capitol Records and released On the Alisa," which topped the country t- charts and reached the top five of the pop charts. In 1976, though, she was featured in the collaboration LP Wanted, The Outlaws, which became uh, as an RIAA Certified Platinum Album. So she's done a lot and good for her, you know? So well, yeah. yeah, so. Okay, so um, this is the part where we actually hear the music so for our YouTube, um, uh, watchers, um, you can join us and watching the video. I think it's just a still picture though. Uh, are you able to see that Sharon?
1: Yes, I actually am.
0: Nice. Okay. And I want
1: to ask, so is dancing allowed in this cover war scenario? Anything you <laughs> yeah. want
0: to do is fine with me. You
1: can like, okay. Right. Good. Yeah. All right. Anything
0: is fine. Okay. Cool. Okay. So here we go in three, two, one. Nope. Nope. I lied. Three, two, one. Now this is what we we talk about it. So I really like that cover, cover song. It's, it it sounded so smooth and she didn't, it sounded like it was, she was, she was having fun recording it too. You know?
1: Absolutely. And I I love that kind of seventies, um, sound, you know, that kind of like, it's electric, but it's kind of like polite electric (laughs) and has like the groove and, um, I just I agree I think they sounded like they're having a lot of fun which is brings so much joy when you hear it and it's hard not to sing along but I don't want to torture your, your viewers oh it's so fine was, it's fine I was like but it makes you kind of want to you know that you're yeah baby,
0: this is what this podcast is about it's all about having a good time so you if, if you want to sing next time with Tony Race be my guest. Oh, yeah. I've always
1: wanted to. Yes. Yes. <laughs> yes. Um, I'd like to crash that boy band. That'd be awesome. Um, yeah. But see, yeah. Why so, can't
0: Why can't artists write that good of a song nowadays? It's like you, you, you know, you never hear that oh, oh that that. There's something about seventies and eighties music that I don't think will ever come back full fully, you know, to the extent. Because I love eighties music. I don't know about you. But I adore indie music, and that's that's my lifeblood right there. So yeah, yeah. So okay, cool. So okay, uh, so um, you also mentioned you love Mr. Tony Rice. So let's talk about it for a minute. What what is your um, I don't want to say relationship with Tony Rice because I well well have you ever met him?
1: No, I didn't have the privilege. Okay, he yeah. passed away, I yeah. think Christmas day, year before last.
0: Yeah, 2020, um, yeah. Yeah,
1: yeah, I, yeah. I, um, I don't think I ever got to see him live, but he is the consummate guitar player, flat picking guitar player in the bluegrass world and beyond. Uh, yeah. He is just revered and his sound is just amazing and his way with the lyric again I think what's going to be interesting is so we were thinking that you know feeling that Jesse Coulter was really living that song in real time right I yeah. think Tony Rice yeah. also does that
0: right yeah so,
1: or from a different point of view and it's really cool to see when he gets his friends together how they take on this song but he's again an artist anytime I hear him coming up on a Spotify playlist or on the in, in the car or on the radio it's like a privilege yeah. to, to hear him
0: Nice. Well, l- um, let me tell you about in person, and our listeners too. Um, so David Anthony Rice, uh, born Ju- June eighth, nineteen fifty one, and died like like Ms. Sharon said, December, uh, twenty fifth, twenty twenty. Um, known professionally as Tony Rice. Yeah, he was an American guitarist and bluegrass musician. He was an influential, influential. Can't talk today for some reason. He was in the in the influential acoustic guitar player in bluegrass, progressive bluegrass, newgrass, and acoustic jazz. Have you heard of newgrass? I've never heard that, that, that term before.
1: Oh, yeah. There's a band called the Newgrass Revival um, that you should totally check out and you'll love, but newgrass was a movement. If you think about Bill Monroe being the father of bluegrass. Right, right. One full five traditional. Yeah. Uh, in the 70s and our favorite, you know, leading up to our, your favorite yeah. time the 80s, yeah. a bunch of players got together and said, "Okay, well this music style is only 40 years old. Um, let's make a new grass. Let's bring some influences of country of rock and I will say that the father of bluegrass was not entirely psyched about that, but <laughs> right. His right. Yeah. yeah. He was like, "You kids, what am I?" Yeah, right. But uh, it's, it's fresh and exciting, it brings elements of jazz back in, which there's a connection traditionally between jazz and bluegrass in a way. So it, it's, yeah, it's pretty exciting. And they're all monster players. Super cool.
0: Right. Nice. nice. Well, thank you for that. Cause I didn't know that. So yeah, thank you for, for, for explaining that. This. Uh, so he was inducted into the International Bluegrass Music Hall of Fame in 2013. Uh, Rice music spans the range of acoustic from the traditional bluegrass. To jazz influenced new acoustic music to songwriter oriented folk over the course of his official career though he played alongside jd crow and, and the new south david grisman during the foundation of dog music and jerry garcia which is the uh grateful dead I, I believe um he he also led it led to his Tony Rice unit, collaborated with Norman Blake, recorded with his brother Wyatt, Ron, and Larry, and, co- and co-founded the Bluegrass Album Band. He recorded with drums, piano, sopr- soprano, sax, as well as other traditional bluegrass instrumentation. Nice. So there you go. That's <laughs> Mr. Tony Rice. So now it comes the fun part for you and I. Uh, we are going to go uh, listen to his rendition of "Baby, Why You Tell Me Baby, Why You Gone So Long." So, for our YouTube viewers, you can dance, get up, and then sing like Michelle here. And uh, here we go: three, two, one. Thank you. Here's uh,
2: another tune for my new rounder album. This here's like baby why you've been gone so long. But well, every time it rains, hold, I run to my window. Ring my hands and bone And listen to that thunder, Lord Can't you hear that lonesome wind moan? Tell me, baby, now why you've been gone so long Tell me, baby, now why you've been gone so long You've been gone so long now Tell me, baby, now why you've been gone so long I walk the scratching at my door, Lord, Lord And I can hear that lonesome wind moan. Tell me baby now why you been gone so long That they thought they saw you in down in freedom With a big old man from San Antonio They tell me I'm a fool a of pine for you, Lord, but what do they know? Tell me, baby, now why you've been gone so long Tell me, baby, now why you've been gone so long You've been gone so long now Tell me, baby, now why you've been gone so long both are scratching at my door, Lordy Lord, and I can hear that lonesome wind blow Tell me, baby, now why have been gone so long? I want to do, Lord, so I guess I could get stoned And let the past be pictures in my head and I kill up at the Thunderbird, Lord And try to write this sad, sad song Tell me, baby, now why you've been gone so long Tell me, baby, now why you've been gone so long You've been gone so long now Tell me, baby, now why you've been gone so long I will the scratching my door, Lord I can hear that lonesome wind moan Tell me baby now why you been gone so long Tell me baby now why you been gone so long
0: That was really, really good. Really good. A few things I, I noticed in that one was the steel guitar and the mandolin. Am I right? On that one, yes. Uh,
1: there's a resonator guitar, and the, yeah, Re- okay. so the resonator guitar with, with like the flat, which okay, sounds okay. very similar in some ways to okay. steel guitar, yeah. And then mandolin, yeah. yeah
0: the, the the difference that I can take from the um, that one and the other cover song with that we just listened to is the speed of it. Uh, mm-hmm. Tony Ray sped it up just a bit. You 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 can tell if you're really listening, but I do really like that cover also. That was a really really well done cover song too
1: yeah and i what I think is interesting too is I, when I watch it, I see there are moments where t- I feel like Tony Ruggs is not not acting in a bad way, but he's inhabiting the song, so he gives a little look into the camera like um he, he was singing what was it like uh I think i I might get stoned and that goes right <laughs> <laughs> yeah like oh <laughs> yeah yeah that was um, that
0: was amazing.
1: Yeah, it's really great and and the musicianship is incredible and it has more of a, like a little bit of a jazzy giddy-up feel yeah, yeah. compared to the
0: other one. Kind of like a good feeling vibe, you know? Yeah. 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 So now uh, I might break your spirit because this is the time where we decide or not decide you can, you can, you can do both. Um, which one was your favorite version, was it the Jesse Coulter one or? the Mr. Tony Rice one. And if you love me to go first, cause we don't know yet. I can. I, I can I,
1: either way. I'm curious. What does the audience say? I know, right? i in comments, please. <laughs> I want to hear. Yeah. I'm going to be really excited to see this. I have a thought and it's a different thought than what I came into this, um, cover wars, uh, session with you. It's a different idea than what I thought I was going to say. Okay. So I don't know if you want to go first. You want me to go first. You pick You're the host. Uh, If it's okay with you, I would want to go first because I can't wait to
0: hear your your first thought, your first initial thought, and then your change of thought since you heard the song. I love the the Jesse Coulter song. Reason why is because I think that it's more true to the original version by by Johnny. It's more in pace and in tune with his, and I love that. I love the fact that she took her She took some, some, some of it and made it her own, which I love too. Um, as I say in this couple words, if you're going to make it, if if you're going to cover somebody's song, do it better, or you know, make it as equal as you can. She nailed it. I think yes. So that is mine.
1: I love that, and Uh, I absolutely agree a thousand percent with everything you said. Thanks. And that has been my favorite. And I came in on Team Jesse and then something about listening to the Tony Rice version and seeing that impish smile and the joy that he was having. And this is not Jesse Coulter's fault because we don't have a video. So that's, (laughs) it's not really fair. I am judging now partially on the, the audio visual experience and based on seeing the players come together and do the harmony and like, uh, hearing it and in live and just that little smile, I'm going to say for me today only, right. to <laughs> work, but I say for me today, Tony rice takes it on the smile and the flat picking.
0: Yes. Yes. Cause the finger picking like mesmerized me cause I was like, how are they able to do that? Cause I can't hardly write sometimes, but, um, yeah, with, with some songs, um, some artist brings in um other instruments and it fits right in. Like I never heard uh the, the mandolin in the original one or, or Joni Mitchell's. And, I mean, Joni uh, Coulter. And yeah, I, I mean, some, 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 some stuff that you bring in from other, other aspects of the music can make it to sound better or equal. You know, and I love that.
1: Yeah. I love that. Absolutely.
0: So, it's Mr. Tony Rice for you?
1: It's going to be today. 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 Today only. Today, Mr. Tony Rice. Yeah. Um, it could change even in, in an hour, but I would <laughs> say just in this experience. Okay. And I think also what was exciting for me is getting to share that performance with you and kind of be like, look, this is so cool. And I think we talked about the last second, so it was, but. Yes. I would say my vote today is Tony Rice. Talk to me tomorrow. It could be back to Jesse. I mean, they're all both. So great.
0: Yeah. So who knows in about like an hour, you could email me back and say, Hey, no, it's, it's Mr. It's uh, Mr. Jesse Coulter for me, which is fine. So, yeah. So, uh, so thank you very much for coming on the show. This was wonderful. And I do hope you come back on again. And, uh, for our, for all our listeners listening to you right now, um, where can they find you again?
1: You can find me at smilesongs.com and I'm on Instagram at, at smile underscore songs. And I'd love to hear from people and talk some more about music and yes. hear what songs you love to listen to the covers to. This is like the best way for, I think to discover new music by people who are passionate about a song. and can give you a little tour guide experience. And I'm so grateful to you, James. This is so much fun.
0: Also, you did a wonderful thing for me. You brought back uh, like a, like a, I don't want to say like a childhood memory, but you brought brought back a memory that was locked inside my brain for a while. Cause it's been a while since I heard this song. I know I've heard this song before, from either, um, I, well, I I have no idea which version I heard, but I know I heard it somewhere in some in my life. I'm 42 years old, so I could have heard that song back when I was five years old and, and something just clicked in my head and oh, there it is again, you know that's music. You know, you never know what you're going to, you know, re- rediscover, I guess is the key word, you know?
1: And it's almost like a gift box and you open it up. It's been like in the closet for a little while and you're like, Oh, is. this gift I got. I love this. This is great. And I hadn't heard it as a younger person, but when I heard it, I was like, baby, why, why have I been gone so long? Like, why didn't I know about this song sooner? <laughs>
0: right. And I guess we, uh, so, um, going back to when you, when I, when I contacted you, um, I, 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 I'm thinking you heard this song before I contacted you and say, "Hmm, I wonder if we can revisit that or something like, like was it stuck in, was
1: that song like stuck in head? And I mean, like, yeah, it was stuck in my head was actually perfect timing that you asked because I just heard it again on the radio. And I think it had just come up on my Spotify playlist and Amy and I had just decided that we were going to cover it. Um, so it was it was kind of like the law of threes it had just come up in my life in three different ways and then you asked the question and I was like oh you oh, know what I'm funny. thinking about right now it's right. maybe why you've been gone so long
0: right nice nice well I'm glad to uh, do this with you and I hope to God you come back and do it again with us because we can do this forever you know I mean because there's a plethora of music out there and I, know, and I know you have some other great tunes for us to listen to so please come back anytime you want to it, be... it would
1: be my pleasure this is so much fun and i love chatting with you and we'll talk soon
0: nice nice so for um our listeners on uh, uh listening to this you could go back to 178 and hear our awesome conversation i had with Sharon glassman from small songs and i'll see you all next time